Marquez, Wicked House, Bro, and Billy. They watch South Park and they watch all episodes. Stan, Kyle, Carp, and Kenny. Poor kids, their mouth nor potty. They're not good role models, but what do you expect? Bro and Bill, they watch all shows. They talk and discuss. Everything watched or not. Some shows are good. Then there are some who just are so bad that we think that they suck. But we don't worry because the show won't bore you a minute, not one second. Join Bro and Billy and listen to Shark Bond. It's out part of my cast with your host, Bro and Billy. It's show. It's also a podcast. Podcast. They talk all about South Park. 19 season counting. How long will they be on the We don't know. Don't know. Don't know. Papa, can you hear me? Papa, <laughs> can you hear me? Hi. Hi. Hi, Bill. <laughs> Hi, Fro. <laughs> how are you? I'm good. That's how I greet people time to time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hello, is it the psychiatry office? Yes. Uh, hey, I'm uh, calling from Norway, but I have this dude that should be committed. Yes, he's yeah, from America. To. He sings Barbra Streisand songs. Uh. Uh, yes, this is uh, another episode of Sharks Pod, Hey South Park Podcast, and today we are going to discuss one of the best episodes, I think, of this first season. <laughs> and it's one of my least favorite episodes. Oh, 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 no. Oh, this is going to be so fun. I hate this episode. Oh. <laughs> I think this is the worst ever. Oh, no. Well, we're going to discuss Mecha Streisand today. Um. Oh, man. Um. um but, yeah, that's why I did the quick Streisand intro, because that's, like, the only song I could think of off the top of my head was that one song. Hey, can you hear me? Actually, you know what? It, it, actually, another reason that I... Another reason made me think of it was... I think this was, like, ten years ago, but wow. I remember the skit really well. They had... John McCain, uh, Senator John McCain, almost President of the United States John McCain, uh, as a host on Saturday Night Live once. Right. And they did this skit of John McCain singing Barbara Streisand songs. And it was it was a way, you know, at getting at actors who were getting into politics. So he was like, well, actors are getting into my field. I think I should get into their field. <laughs> and it's a really good seg, a really good skit. If ever you if you ever get a chance, folks, just type in John McCain sings Streisand. Wow. And 
it's good. Uh, I I I I have no. Uh, for me, Barbara Streisand is is kind of a, a voice. Uh, I I I've I think I've seen her in some movies. Uh, hasn't she been in some movies? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, She's... though. Wasn't that her? Which movie? Yentl? Yeah, that was her. Uh, and the Fiddler on the Roof? Wasn't that her? I think uh, that's... She... Let's see. Barbara Streisand. Uh, no, she was uh, funny girls. Or funny girl. Actress. Uh, let's see. Funny girl, yeah. Hello, Dolly. Oh, yeah, she was in that. Yeah. Funny lady. Uh... A Star is Born, of course. Oh, she was in The Prince of Tides, one of my uh, favorite movies of all times, actually. Mm. Uh, she was in Meet the Fuckers and Little. Yes, yeah, she was. Yes, yeah, yeah. she was. You're right. And she's actually good in that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's funny. Um, in modern times, she has been in one episode of uh, Modern Family. She was? Yeah. Wow, I don't... In Playdates from 2016, she was a voice. Oh, she was a voice? Yeah. Oh, well, that, that probably explains why I don't remember her... But, uh, yeah, it's not the real Barbara Streisand, but do you know who is real in this episode? Yes, I do. Robert Smith. Robert Smith. Of uh, The Cure, one of the Cure. Uh, a really good band. Mm-hmm. I like The Cure. They're good. they got some good songs. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this is a parody episode of Godzilla movies. Oh yeah, it, it is, and you can tell right away. Right, well, well, not right away, but eventually. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, why don't we get into it? Let's get into this ap- uh, episode, and it is Mecha Streisand. This is the twelfth episode of the first season. It aired on February 18, nineteen ninety-eight. Yeah, and we didn't talk about this we are in the new year now we changed we started in 1997 and now we are in 98 you're right you're right i'm i lost track yep um all right so we start off with the kids on a field trip at i'm i'm just gonna say it's an archaeological archaeological a, a dig Archaeology, you you know what I mean. Archaeology, damn it! Archaeological dig. There we go. Yay! Yay! Oh man. Um, sorry, I should not. Yeah, no, it's okay. So, um, so they're at this dig, and you know they try and find arrowheads. So Pip finds an arrowhead, and Carmen's like. Yeah, I saw it first. 
and Cartman decides that they should play a game of Rochambeau, where basically you kick each other in the nuts until you can no longer take it. And Cartman kicks Pip in the nuts once Pip falls, and Cartman's like, eh, I don't really care about this. You can have it. <laughs> and Cartman, while he's digging, is singing an old slave song. Is oh, I've been working all day. Master got me working. Someday I'll be free. And you know, it's Cartman. Is this so a then real Cartman, song? By the way, I believe I believe it is. Wow. I, I, I do let me check. Uh it's probably is. <laughs> I think it probably is. Um so Carmen then finds this triangle and, and it looks completely different from the arrowhead that they had found. So he throws it to the ground next to Kyle. So Kyle picks it up and he discovers it. And the archaeologist comes over and he says that there is writing on this, and he says that the writing on this triangle is called Anazazi. And Cartman, you know, like he realizes, you know, how valuable this is now, and he wants it back, but Kyle won't give it to him. So then they they go on the news, and to report this story is a quadriplegic Swiss man on the back of a horse. Yep, that's real. Oh. Um, and so they do this or, or this report, and Kyle talks about how he found it, and then Cartman's like, well, I had found it, but then Kyle stole it from me. And then at the end of the report, the newsman is like, oh, that's such a sweet story. All those kids are very cute, except for that fat one. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So... Yeah, that, that's a good line. They, they get a lot of good jabs in early, which is good. Um, so what we find out is um, – what we're going to find out is that this is part of something very, very big. So, you know, Carmen keeps asking Kyle for it back, and Kyle's not going to give it to him. He's hidden it somewhere away. And then – we get this helicopter that comes down and nobody knows who this is. And out of the helicopter, here comes Barbara Streisand and Barbara Streisand comes out and she talks to the boys and she tries, you know, to get the, the triangle and she sings one of her songs, which you know, disturbs the boys very much. Yeah. It drives them crazy. And she almost has a fight with Kyle when Officer Barbrady comes up. And, you know, Barbrady breaks it up. And then he asks her if she's Fiona Apple, which she tells him no. And he's like, if you're not Fiona Apple, I don't give you a rat's ass. <laughs> And Fiona Apple is cute. Yeah, in her, in her own way. She, she is. 
I would I would never ever call uh, Barbara Streisand cu- uh, cute. Uh, no. Maybe when she was younger. Mm. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. Um. So then we go to the school cafeteria, and Chef is making food, and all of a sudden, here's this guy who comes into the cafeteria, and it's renowned film critic Leonard Malton. Martin. Leonard Malton. Martin? Mal... No, Malton. Oh, Malton, yeah. I was beginning to... But are you sure it's Malton and not Martin? No, I'm sure it's Malton. Okay. Yeah. Um, Did you say so? Yeah, it's M-A-L-T-N. Malton, you're right. So... He asks Chef if he knows the whereabouts of the person who owns, you know, some triangle. And he's like, have you seen Barbara Streisand in town? And it's like, what is Barbara Streisand doing in South Park? And, like, have you seen her? And Chef's like, no, the last time I saw her was in Yentl. Another reference. Yeah. <laughs> I did Barbara Streisand references already. This is great. Um, so, Leonard tells Chef that the boys are in danger if Barbara Streisand gets this. So, um, they, so there's this dialogue with Barbara Streisand where she says that she's been searching for this triangle for years, uh, the, which is called the Triangle of Zintar. And, because she has the other piece to it. Which is the, uh, oh no, I'm sorry, it's for, okay, because she has the other piece, and it's going to make something real big when they put it together. So, Leonard Moulton and Chef go to the house of Kyle, Kyle's not at the house. So then, so that night, somebody sneaks into Kyle's room and tries to get the triangle. And then, all of a sudden, Ike comes in the room and just messes everything up. And it was Cartman. So Kyle just has had enough, and he's like, look, you want this? Here you go. Just just take it. Just take it. So now, Cartman is in possession of this triangle that he has. And it just, I think it gets better storyline. Because we get to the next day and Leonard and Chef are driving up to the condo where Barbara Streisand supposedly is, which we know she is. And Leonard Moulton goes into this deep story of how when she was five years old, she wanted to be the best actress in the world. When she was six years old, she wanted to rule the world. And... It just gets into this weird stuff. So, the boys are standing at the at the bus stop when this car pulls over, and here's this person wearing uh, the the glasses with the big nose and the mustache. 
well, we know it's Barbara Streisand, but the boys don't. And basically, Streisand convinces the boys to go into the car with her because she will give them money. And the and Stan asks, Is, isn't there something against going into a stranger's car? And Cartman's like, when, you're, when money's involved, hell no! So remember, folks, if a stranger offers you money... <laughs> don't remember that. Please, <laughs> please don't remember that. Right. We are not saying go with strangers. No, no, we don't endorse that. We don't endorse that. But so, you have to. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so then, um, you know, Leonard Moulton, he starts getting these feelings. You're like, you know, something's happening. And Barbara Streisand now has the boys basically trapped. And she's got them hanging on a wall with Cartman being on this board. And basically she will torture them until they tell her the whereabouts of the triangle. So they stretch Cartman for a little bit and then Streisand starts singing. And this is just torturing the boys. This is just absolutely killing them. And Cartman finally gives in. He, he gives in, and he tells Streisand where the triangle is. And, you you know, you'd think, okay, it's probably like in a closet or a safe or something like that. It was in his shoe. Yeah. It was, it was in his shoe. Meanwhile, for... No apparent reason whatsoever until later. We go to a studio where Sidney Poitier is doing a scene for an upcoming movie. And then Poitier is told that the two uh, triangles have been put together. And he's got to know where. So... He ends up going to South Park. So Streisand puts the two triangles together and it creates the Diamond of Pantheos. And because of that, it makes her into this giant mechanical robot. And it makes her Mecha Streisand. So Mecha Streisand. Barbara Streisand, Barbara Streisand. And so then we come back from commercial and there's a news reporter going, after aliens and mutated turkeys and zombies, the town is back together. It is absolutely fine. And then Mecca Streisand is just destroying everything. And Jimbo sees this and he's like, that's the biggest goddamn deer I've ever seen. So, so Streisand continues to just destroy South Park when Kyle's mother comes up, and she's like, "Oh my God, it's Barbara! It's Barbara! It's Babs! Oh, I never thought I'd live to see the day I'd meet you. Could you 
give me an autograph. My sister would die to meet you. So, so Mecha Streisand in taking a break of destroying South Park signs an autograph for Kyle's mom, which is just great. Um, so she destroys the town, and then here comes. Well, actually, Leonard Mullen and Chef go to save the boys first. Then they go into the town. And Leonard Moulton changes into a robot, and he becomes Mecha Moulton. And it's like, Mecha Moulton, Mecha Moulton. So as this is going on, the boys are trying to stay safe. So Kenny goes over to the playground, and he starts playing with a tetherball. Well, the tetherball starts strangling Kenny around the neck, and it wraps him up, and it kills Kenny. You bastard. So, Leonard Moulton, uh, he get, he starts getting beat up. And then, here comes Sidney Poitier. And he tries to help with this fight. And he turns into this giant turtle. And then he's like, and so now it's a two-on-one fight and it's not working too well so then they're like okay how are we going to be able to beat this and leonard malta tells them call robert smith call robert smith of the cure so they call robert smith and they explain what's going on. He pretty much figures it out on his own. And he gets to town real quickly. And so he's, he's there. And then he becomes a giant moth. And he's like, Mecha Smith! Mecha Smith! So now Robert Smith comes. And he fights Mecha Streisand. And he punches the Diamond of Pantheos away from Mecha Streisand and basically kills Mecha Streisand. And the, and, the, and, the, and the townspeople are very happy and they're like, he did it! Robert Smith is the greatest person that ever lived! And Jesus, who's right next to them, he says, our savior! Oh, boy. And then... Robert Smith and Carmen do a quick game of Rochambeau, where Carmen loses, and Robert Smith leaves, and then Kyle screams that Disintegration is the greatest album ever. So then we go back to Carmen, Stan, and Kyle. They throw the Diamond of Pantheos away in a trash can, and they, you know, they discuss what they learned today, but all of a sudden, there's another rumbling. And they're thinking, oh no, it's Mecha Streisand again. No, it's worse. It's Mecha Ike. <gasps> and Ike. And Ike becomes this giant monster. And that is the end of Mecha Streisand. I, I saw this actually today because I, I, I wanted to, to see if I still kind of did not like this. Mm-hmm. And 
and uh, I watched two last episodes of this season because we're going to talk uh, about uh, the last episode soon after right. we have recorded this. And um, there's there's something about this that makes me extremely uh, happy, and some of it makes me just extremely bored. But uh, let's talk. A little uh, before that, we should uh, say uh, that it get, got a 7.9 out of 10 on IMDb. Okay. Not too bad? Mm-mm, not too bad. No, because a lot of the episodes that we've discussed have gotten, you know, like 8. Yeah. A lot of 8. Some even high 8. So this is, um, a, I think this is in the lower part of of this season on IMDb, to be honest. Hmm. It seems like that, but I could be wrong. Hmm, I read. Um, so, I, I know you weren't a big fan of the episode, but what would you ultimately give this episode? It just feels kind of empty, this episode. I, 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 maybe the Barbara Streisand thing doesn't hit uh, at me because I'm not a huge fan of hers. I'm not an anti-fan of hers. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm quite, I would call myself neutral when it comes to yeah. Barbara Streisand. So I think one of my biggest problems about this is... That it's so bland. It doesn't try to. Uh, the humor is bland. It feels like it's a bland topic. It feels like it's an episode just to be an episode. It doesn't feel like it's anything close to what I like about South Park. And I, I don't understand. I don't understand this. I, I just don't get it. I, I I would give this a low, low, low three. Wow. Yeah. Well, my score is going to be way different from yours in a minute. <laughs> but that's what's kind of fun with this. Yeah. When we go through this. Oh, yeah. That, that we don't agree with things. Oh, my gosh. It would be boring if we agreed oh, yeah. every time. Um, I, okay, first off, and and you said it in the beginning, this is sort of like a tribute to all the Godzilla movies. Right. You know, like, there's like probably 300 Godzilla movies ever. Um, and I, and I thought it was a, you know, a somewhat good parody, a somewhat good tribute. Um, I like, I, this is just one of those episodes where it's like, it doesn't have to make sense, but it's just fun to watch. Like, there isn't a, like, political message in this. Because, like we've said in the past, not all South Park episodes have to have that. Mm-hmm. This, is just, this is just one of those fun episodes to have. And I, and I think that's what they did. Um, is it stupid at times? Yes. But it's silly in a good way. It's not insulting. Or at least I didn't think it was. It's not insulting at all. 
I was right. just extremely bored at the whole episode. I, I, I can honestly say that I did not, like, laugh out loud of the episode. I laughed out loud of your recap because your recap was funnier than the episode. Right. And, and that's saying something. When it doesn't speak to you, it doesn't... Yeah, you, you can't, like, make it speak to you. So, I'm going to give this an 8.5. What? I was almost going to give it a 9. But I, I think you sort of convinced me in the <laughs> fact that, well, you know, there are times... Don't make me convince you. <laughs> so, to I'll, I'll give it an 8.5. I mean, okay. it's not the highest of the season, but it's a it's a... It's a fair, it's a good score. Okay. All right, now, to the reception of this episode. In its original broadcast, this episode received a 6.9 rating, translating to 5.4 million viewers in 3.2 million households. At the time... It was a record high viewership for a South Park episode, breaking the record that was set earlier that month by Damien, and was 10 times the average of Comedy Central's non-South Park programming. Parker and Stone were very happy with the episode, but received feedback from fans that it was one of the weaker episodes of the first season, and that the constant jokes about Barbara Streisand started to grow redundant. Many fans also did not like Kenny's tetherball accident death scene because it had nothing to do with the plot of the episode, which Parker and Stone said was supposed to be the joke. Streisand herself took a negative view of her portrayal, stating in a Mirabella interview, quote, I wasn't even aware of this show until I read in Time magazine that they had used me in a very negative way. Let me say that I enjoy satire and parody, and I loved the movie In and Out. It made me laugh. It wasn't mean-spirited. But I wonder if shows like South Park and Beavis and Butthead don't add to the cynicism and negativity in our culture, especially in children. These youngsters are formulating their attitudes, and maybe they come away feeling that any woman who dares to accomplish something is the incarnation of self-centeredness and greed. And that would be very unfortunate, especially for young girls. Wow. That's, that was a stretch. Yeah. That was a big stretch. How, had... how, how did she read that into that episode? She had a good argument till that last <laughs> Yeah, that last thing that totally destroyed her ar argument. Yep, because it shows like South Park, we don't encourage young girls to become successful women. Ugh, According to Barbara Streisand. That's stupid. Parker and Stone created the second season episode Spooky Fish in response, where they took a picture of Streisand's head placed the image into all four corners of the screen and called it Spooky Vision. Mm-hmm. Leonard Malton was complimentary about Mecha Streisand and told Parker and Stone his children particularly enjoyed his portrayal in the episode. 
Regarding his appearance, Robert Smith had claimed that nothing in his career mattered as much to his younger nephews and nieces as the fact that he was featured on South Park. Now, this episode was released along with 11 other episodes in a three-disc DVD set in November of 1998. It was included in the third volume, which also includes Starvin' Marvin, Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh, and Tom's Rhinoplasty. Mecha Streisand, along with the other 12 episodes from the first season, was also included in the DVD release of the complete first season, which was released on November 12, 2002. Parker and Stone recorded commentary tracks for each episode, but they were not included with the DVDs due to standards issues with some of the statements. Parker and Stone refused to allow the tracks to be edited and censored, so they were released in a CD separate from the DVDs. In 2008, Parker and Stone made Mecha Streisand and all South Park episodes available to watch for free on the show's official website, South Park Studios. The episode was revisited 12 years later in the season 14 episode 200, featuring a redesigned Mecha Streisand. During a duet with Neil Diamond, Mecha Streisand lets out a green cloud from her groin that disgusts the people of South Park. The original Japanese theme song for the creature also plays in the episode. The Mecha Streisand featured in 200 is designed with more sophisticated computer imagery than the, of, than the original, as the animation quality of the series has improved over the years in general. Hmm. Interesting. I'm glad to know that at least Leonard Maltin didn't take that seriously. Right. You know? I agree. He, he, he always seemed to me like a real laid-back, easygoing kind of guy. Yeah. And, and I think that pretty much seals my thought that he's a real laid-back guy. Yeah. So, mm, excuse me. But I, I guess I think I, 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 I enjoy when they they try to tell us something, and in this episode, they did not try to tell us anything, and and I I I agree with them. The jokes came uh, a little too much. It was a little too jokey, jokey for me, and I think that's what kind of destroyed it. Uh, I will not talk about the next episode that we are going to do, but but uh, a good example is actually uh, the next episode that we're going to talk about. That mm. is also kind of jokey, jokey, and I'm not really trying to tell us anything. Right. But but uh, there uh, there I feel it's it's kind of working. But here I just feel like the jokes doesn't give me anything and when it doesn't give me anything what am I supposed to do then? Mm-hmm. I, 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 I can see your point. Um, but you know, I, I, I will say this, because I, I did enjoy it, because like I said, um, if you, when you, like for me when I watched it, it wasn't that, like, you could tell, like, it wasn't that big of a deal as far as what, you know, they were aiming for. Which, really, in the early seasons, 
of South Park, they're, they're sort of guilty of that. Um, but, you know, eventually they get past it. This is still, you know, early stages of South Park. And it's going to be that way for a while. Right. So I, I have no problem with it. So... Yeah, like I said, it's not offensive, but it doesn't it doesn't give me anything. I'm glad it gives you something. I'm glad that you see something good in it because I'm struggling to see what you you see in it. I I uh, I do. <laughs> All right, that's okay. Yeah. All right. So. Now we have reached the point where one of us gets to pick a character to profile, and I believe it is my turn this time. I believe it's so, too. And for this one, I'm going to go with Ike Broflovsky. Ah, kick the baby. Mm-hmm. No kick the baby. <laughs> Ike is one of my favorite uh, characters of the show. Well, Ike is a male. He is five years old. He has black hair. His occupation is a student. He's in kindergarten. His alias is Peter Gintz. His religion is Judaism. His mother is Sheila Broflovsky. His father is Gerald Broflovsky. However, his biological father is Harry Gintz, and his biological mother is Ellis Gintz. He has a brother, Kyle, has a grandmother, an uncle, Murray, and a cousin, Kyle Schwartz. He has been voiced by Jesse Howell, Milan, Nicole Agnan, Dimitri Mendoza, and Sebastian Yu. His first appearance, Cartman gets an anal pro. So, Fro, why don't you tell us a little bit about Ike? Uh, I wish I could, uh, because uh, my uh, computer doesn't want to go on the internet at the moment. Oh, all right. Well, I'll. All right, then I'll do it. Ike is Kyle's. Ah, that's weird. Ike is Kyle's little brother. He was actually adopted and is really Canadian. Hence his head being all floppy. Kyle enjoys kicking Ike, but deep down inside loves him and defends him. Ike is smarter than your typical kindergartner. Having had a sexual affair with his teacher, aiding in the Obama-McCain diamond heist, and displaying his knack for seeing dead celebrities. (laughs) I see dead people. Mm -hmm. Um, His family, uh, uh, we talked a little about it, uh, but uh, should we say that uh, he has some future uh, episodes. He was in... Mm -hmm. um, Episode 101, uh, Cartman gets an anal probe. Uh, season uh, 2, episode 4, Ike Wee Wee. Terrence and Philly movie trailer from ep- season 6, episode 5. Miss Teacher Bangs a Boy, season 10, episode 10. Stanley's Cup, uh, season 10, episode 14. Royal Pudding, Season 15, Episode 3. Teeming Strange, Season 17, uh, Episode 5. 
Hashtag Rehash Season 18 Episode 9 And Hashtag Happy Holograms Season 18 Episode 10 And I want to read this one uh, Facebook comment From an Emily Serta of Lone Star College Who wrote We need more episodes of Ike Yes Gotta agree with her on that. Yeah. I, I would like to see that. Ike is one of my favorites, uh, like, by uh, uh, episode... Uh, what do you call that? When they're not in the main plot. Oh, you mean like... By those... characters? Do you call it that? Yeah, I guess. I guess that would be the right term. I'm not sure. Like, subplot? So, yeah, subplot characters. Maybe. Uh, but we also got some South Park news this week. Yes, yes we do. And I'm, and I'm glad you brought it up because if we didn't, this would have been the shortest episode yet. Yeah. We, uh, uh, I'll got... put my opinion on this. So, Fro, I'll okay. let you start it. Yeah, uh, we, we got uh, the trailer for South Park, The Fractured Bottle. Um, it looks awesome. I love the first uh, game, uh, and it's coming exclusively uh, <laughs> to PlayStation First. It seems like. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, PlayStation Four. Yep. Uh, also Xbox One and uh, computer. Yeah, PC. the computer on the PC. Yeah. And like. I really think it looks like a very good game. Oh, yes. I love the first game, so this is going to be better. It, for me, it just stinks because I don't have, you know, that next generation... Me neither. You know, ...council, and it's like, I want to get it, and, you know, like, that's the only way that you're going to be able to play it. So you can't get it on a PS3, you can't get it on a 360, so... You know, we're out of luck on that. But yep, and I have it, a mic, so... And, and it does look like a very good game. It yeah. really does. And, like, the way they did the trailer, it was almost like it was an actual movie. Right. Excuse me, that was being done. And that's one of the things... And, I, and I'm just speaking video games in general where it's like now with these conventions you know like the san diego comic-con which has become a big thing in e3 it's now like okay if we're gonna show everyone our new you know video game we gotta make this big we, it's gotta be big it's gotta be epic it's gotta be to where people will want to buy the game right and right. I think, for the most part, they did a good job in, you know, presenting the game as as what it is. Now, I I don't know. Is it uh, is it going to be another role playing game? Yes, it is. It is going to be another RPG. Okay, and what it looks like from or at least from what I saw, 
was that they're going to have some of the other characters as superheroes. Like Wendy, Wendy Testaberger. It looks like she's going to be a superhero in this game. Yeah. So it's it's going to be very fun to see how this goes. Um and and I want and I wonder how successful it will be. Because the first one or or not the first one, but the last one was very successful. Well, this is going to to make them even more successful. I'm. I. I. They said before they made this that they will never make a video game before because they hated the process. But they mm-hmm. felt a little like uh, it was kind of sad because they now learned how to do it, and they kind of wanted to do something else. So now that they have done it, it's going to be better than the first one. I have a real love for the first one and. I I think that's going to be so extremely interesting to see how uh, they do it. Yeah. So we will see how it does and um Oh, I got to get the do, do you have the date for when it's released? No, but it, it's uh, in the autumn. Oh, actually, okay, I do have it. Okay. Its release date is December 6th. Right, oh, it's that late. So it's going to be right around the holidays. That fits uh, perfectly. My guess, it's going to sell better than the last one. I I think it will, too. Uh, One of the reasons is that South Park is actually more uh, popular now. Mm-hmm. Uh, than it was last time, so I say I see no reason why it should be better. And uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. You're not a huge fan, I know, but yeah, I'm not really big into the role-playing games. But if I had, you know. The system that would, you know, support it, I would probably buy this game. Right. That says something. That says mm-hmm. that says a lot. Uh, I guess that's it. Yeah, I think that's gonna just about do it for this week. Uh, do our quick plugs. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at House of Bill. You can check out many other podcasts that I do, That Wrestling Show, The Scorecard, Untitled Movie Project, Nostalgia Crew, and who knows what else I do. Even <laughs> I lose track sometimes. <laughs> really? Sometimes. Sometimes. I do a podcast called Let's... Uh... No, it's not called that. It's called uh, another digital citizen. I almost said the, the the old name now. Yeah, that was close, close, but no cigar. Another digital citizen. Check it out on iTunes. We talked about uh, deja vu last week, so that was fun. Mhm. Mhm. All right. Um. Well, next week 
We're going to go right into the season finale of the first season of South Park. And I can't it. I can't believe we are already here. <laughs> I know. We did this real quickly. Yeah. So next week we will discuss Cartman's mom is a dirty slut. And we'll get into that and what happens at that point in time. Yeah. So on that note, for Fro, I'm Bill. You guys have been listening to Shark's Pond, and we'll talk to you guys later. Arigato, sarigato. Oi, badato.